What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JYarko underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. We are continuing our positional preview series. We're going to try to get the rest of these knocked out before training camp, which means we might end up doing uh, an extra episode here between now and a week from today when players start reporting to camp. That's right. Football season is in the air, even though it's only July, but it cannot get here fast enough. And, you know, with football season shortly after comes hockey season, which I know David is super excited about. David is the biggest hockey fan on planet Earth. But I am. Uh, we are going to be discussing the revamped, rejuvenated, reconfigured offensive line. And of course, it all starts with the man in the middle, uh, as the Chicago Bulls PA announcer used to say when introducing Bill Cartwright, you know, the man in the middle. And that is free agent acquisition Ryan Jensen. And with the acquisition of Ryan Jensen, the Bucks were then able to move Ali Marpet back to his natural position of guard. I was a big fan of the idea of moving Marpet to center. David, if you go back and listen to some of our older episodes, all the way back to the Walking the Plank days, yeah, he wasn't. You know, David, you weren't you weren't a big fan of of the idea of the move, and now you're kind of justified in the fact that they went out and they got a mauler of a center in Jensen. Moved Marpet back to guard. He's going to be lining up with his good friend Donovan Smith. Um, they get rid of J.R. Sweezy. They draft Kappa. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts on this offensive line, but it was an offensive line that disappointed severely last year. You know, the the run game was bad. That can be attributed to both, you know, the play of Doug Martin as well as the offensive line. And it was an offensive line that allowed Jameis Winston to be pressured a lot last season. He, you know, he was taking some serious hits. That's what led to him getting a shoulder injury, being out for a few weeks, not being himself for a lot of the season. So when you look at this offensive line and kind of what they've done here, what's the the thing that you're most excited about when it comes to heading into the 2018 season, whether it be, you know, the the run game with the revamped offensive line, as well as the addition of Ronald Jones. Is it the pass protection? Is it the unit as a whole? Just kind of what pops out to you when, when someone says Buccaneers offensive line, what's the first thing that you, you think of and get excited about? Well, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Ryan Jensen really uh, puts everything together with these guys and, and how he contributes to the offensive line. And, and like you said, I mean, it, Ali Marpet at center was was not a failure by any means, but I just where I was going last year when when I disliked the move is you know uh, what's what's the saying robbing Peter to to pay Paul basically like you're not the team didn't make their offensive line as a whole better by moving Marpet to center. What they actually did was almost open up a hole somewhere else where they didn't have a hole previously. I mean it it just uh, it it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, you know, I'm sure there was a a projection there, and if had it had Jr. Sweezy been able to come back from his back injury and not suffer the the subsequent injury, and had he been able to bounce back, then you know we're probably not even having this conversation right now. But as it all lined up, uh, Ali Marpet moving back to guard, I like him moving to the left side mostly just because I almost kind of feel like maybe maybe Jameis Winston wasn't really all that trusting and comfortable with his blindside protection. And as much as Donovan Smith has to do with that, 
you know, if, if Donovan's not confident in the guy playing next to him, then he's going to do certain things differently as a left tackle than maybe he should be doing. And that could be contributing to some of the things that we're seeing on the field that we we basically blame on Donovan may actually be his efforts to kind of uh, make up for the lack of a, of a really solid left guard over there. So putting Ali Marpet next to him will hopefully make Donovan Smith play a little bit better, give Jameis Winston some more confidence on the left side of his offensive line, his protection, and really allow him to focus on what he sees with his eyes versus having to worry about what he feels uh, coming up behind him. And then just kind of the way Notre Dame used uh, their really good left side of their offensive line last year, you know, if, if they can get running behind that side as well, Ryan Jensen is is a good center who can who can pull uh, when needed and, and do those types of things. So if if the Bucks can kind of uh, shore up that side and then get Dotson back on the right side and if uh, whoever ends up being the starting right guard, which I kind of have my own feeling on who that's going to be, but if – if that person can come in and become a quality contributor and uh, really come in and, and hold his own and not become uh, a weak link, he might be considered the weak link. But if he can be a not a weak link, then, I mean, we, we might have an offensive line that this team can finally be proud of and actually uh, get behind it and move the ball a little bit. But it all starts with the left side. Ryan Jensen uh, on the left, how Ali Marpet uh, reassimilates as a guard, how Jensen comes in as a center and impacts the line, and how Donovan Smith plays uh now that he's got some better talent next to him than he did last year who who do you think lines up on the right side do you do you feel like it's going to end up being Beninok? yeah that's i mean I, that's the guy that as of today that's the guy i think is gonna is gonna come out as the starter well before we continue on i i'd like to uh like to say thank you to friend of the show of course you've heard me talk about them numerous times if you haven't checked them out, I highly recommend that you do. And that is our good friends over at bluechew.com. And uh, it's pretty simple, guys. I mean, don't you remember back in the good old days when you were you know, young and carefree and you were always ready to go when the opportunity arised? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewables, they work up to twice as fast as the pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so there's no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They are made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use promo code Locked On. You just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code Locked On to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. When it comes, David, to the to the offensive line, you know, it, it, we say it over and over and over in football. It starts in the trenches. You know, as Buccaneers fans, we've been frustrated over the past couple of years because the trenches have gone largely ignored. There has been some you know, additions to the offensive line over the years, of course, you know, most recently, as I mentioned, Jensen and, and Kappa before that you had Marpet and Donovan Smith in the same, 
in the same draft class. You know, there there have been some some pieces added to help bolster that offensive line. And we've we've been screaming for years about how the defensive line needed to be addressed. Seemed like every every time they tried to address it, it was a swing and a miss, whether it was uh Michael Johnson, my best friend in the entire world, Chris Baker. You know, whoever the pieces may have been, it's been swings and misses. But when it comes to lining up in the trenches, when you look at this offensive line going up against teams like the Saints and the Falcons and the Panthers for six out of their 16 games, you're going to be facing the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals defensive lines this year. You're going to be facing, um, you know, the the New York Giants. You 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 have some formidable defensive lines that this offensive line is going to have to go up against. How confident are you in this group as we see it right now today, in being able to protect Jameis Winston and open up run lanes for Barber and Rojo? Um, I mean, for me right now. And I know this has kind of been a recurring thing for me, and I don't, I don't mean to be a broken record, but uh, until we see them in action and together in pads with contact, uh, I don't have any expectations of anybody. I think that's kind of, uh, I think we're all kind of in the same boat, especially just coming off of last year of of trying to kind of temper expectations a little bit. Like I'm excited, like I said, to see what Marpet's going to do back at the guard position. I'm excited to see uh, Jensen as the center. I'm excited to see. Uh, Caleb Benenock get a shot at, at becoming, you know, a, a main piece of this offensive line. I'm looking forward to seeing some of the debt, you know, or the depth guys like Alex Kappa, uh, you know, are, are interesting to me. So there's a lot to to be excited about heading into training camp, but we don't know what this unit is going to look like. It's going to look very, very different uh, than than it did last year, even with you know Ali Marpet being on the line. Just like it was different from him going from guard to center, it's going to be different from from him going from center to the left guard position so uh no expectations for me just just a lot of excitement and hopeful that it's it's going to all come together like like i was kind of talking about earlier but again until the pads come on until we actually start seeing a pass rush really in those that first preseason game is going to be a sign but then the joint practices like is this going to be a unit that comes together under that that pressure because we we know you know training camp joint practices are not are not really what, what most people would call fun they're, they're very long days doing kind of the same thing over and over again. People get angry at each other. They get angry at the other team. And there's usually at least one fight or scrum that has to get broken up. And, you know, ha- that's really going to fortify this unit, I think, or it's going to kind of show that some of these personalities don't click. So uh, that's really where, where I'm looking at it for, uh, from. And that's where I'm going to draw my confidence. Uh, if, if, if I do gain confidence, that's where I'm, I'm going to draw it from. You know, one of our writers over at BucksNation.com, Kyle Marks, he did a really, really nice piece uh, the other day. I believe it was on Sunday about Donovan Smith and kind of labeled him the Buccaneers' new Iron Man. You know, since being drafted, Donovan Smith hasn't missed a start. Um, you know, and he's not he's not exactly what you would call a fan favorite. But he's definitely serviceable, you know, at the most difficult position on the offensive line. Like anyone, he has his misses. You know, it, it does happen. And I can't remember what what offensive lineman I heard. It was somebody, it, I'm sure it was on Pat McAfee's podcast or, or serious show because I, I listened to those religiously. But he had mentioned the fact that, you know, you could play – 
75 snaps as an offensive lineman and you could do your job and do it well for 74 of the 75. But on that one snap, when you give up a sack, that's all anybody talks about. And Donovan Smith, you know, he's, I'm not going to put him in the top 10 of, of left tackles in the NFL, but he's certainly serviceable enough to get the job done. I think moving Ali Marpet over to that side to give him some help is certainly going to boost his, his level of play. Um, you know, the, and as you said, kind of, with with Jensen and and Marpet, that entire left side is really going to improve. But you're looking at two guys in Marpet and and Donovan Smith that are looking at new contracts soon. I mean, do you do you look at it as you know Marpet is for sure the guy that's going to get paid, and maybe Donovan Smith may end up finding himself you know as the odd man out and the bucks look to improve at the left tackle position in the draft or do you think Donovan Smith's trajectory since his rookie season is on the uptick and maybe they can sign someone who ends up being a top 10 left tackle in the NFL for a cheaper amount of money just because of the fact that he hasn't lived up to that potential yet how do you kind of see everything playing out with Donovan um i mean i, I don't want to say like I don't think he's on his, his his last legs with the Buccaneers necessarily, but I think that if he wants to get paid like true left tackle money, he's really going to have to step up. Um, and I kind of think moving Ali Marpet to the left side is really just really almost just adds more pressure to Donovan because up until this point, uh, you know, you could make an excuse for him either. You know, oh, he's a rookie; he's still young and developing. Uh, you know, the the left guard position was such a rotating uh, door that. You know, he he never really had a chance to get a running mate on that side of the line. Um, but this year, I mean, he's really not going to have that because and and that's and those excuses are only going to go so far anyway. I we both know there's plenty of Bucks fans out there who aren't even giving him those excuses. But if you're going to reach for an excuse, those are the ones you're going to use and and try to make that case. But having Ali Marpet play next to him now, there's absolutely no reason for an excuse. And if the left tackle position looks weak, it's going to look weak. Uh, from him because Ali Marpet, uh, I mean, he's got he's got Pro Bowl potential written all over him. You know, um, I, I would be highly surprised if we don't see Ali Marpet make at least one Pro Bowl in the next uh, two or three seasons. I'm hopeful it'll happen this season, being teamed up with Ryan Jensen in there and and all that. But uh, I still think the Buccaneers are going to want him back. I don't think the Buccaneers are anywhere near you know to towards you know, giving up on him by by any means. And um, but it may run down to kind of like a like a like a Charles Sim situation eventually, where they kind of let him go test the waters and and let him kind of see that the waters really aren't friendly to him, and and allow him to swim back home to shore and and bring him in and and dry him off and and get him ready for his next training camp. Um, but I don't I don't see Ali Mar or uh, sorry I don't see Donovan Smith going anywhere. But I don't necessarily think the Buccaneers are going to be looking to 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 dig deep into their pockets to keep him either. I think they kind of know that they have him. Uh, uh, they have a pretty solid grip on Donovan at this point in time. Um, unless, like I said, unless this year with Ryan Jensen and Ali Marpet really kind of allows him to show up and 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 play, you know, lights out, and then uh, we may talk about a little bit more of an expensive situation. Do you see that video of Donovan Smith doing a backflip into his pool? I might have. I watch a lot of these guys' social media posts, so uh, it doesn't stand out specifically but possibly i mean for as big 
as Donovan Smith is, that was that was an impressive display of athletic ability. Of course, Bo Allen, uh, you know, gave him a hard time for plugging his nose as he was mid backflip. But I mean, it was it was impressive when you have these guys that are as massive as as offensive linemen are. One tends to think it's probably pretty hard to go clothes shopping which is why I hope offensive linemen are listening to this episode because it is sponsored by Core Essentials. That's K-O-R-E. Core Essentials makes the best belt you'll ever own. How difficult do you think it would be to find a belt to fit Donovan Smith? It's got to be hard. So what makes the Core Track belts so awesome? There's no belt holes. Instead, Their belts use a hidden track in the back of the belt with over 40 size points to choose from. It's the only belt that anybody on earth needs to own because it fits everybody. You ever wonder why your pants slip and turn that waistline into a gut? Every day as you work, walk, eat, and play, your waist size fluctuates in and out just a little at a time. The core track belt adjusts to match your waist exactly. Each point on the core track belt is just a quarter inch apart. That simple, small innovation means you get a precise, steady, and comfortable fit every time you put it on. Removing or adjusting your track belt is simple. Pinch the small tab under the buckle. Core's patented design also makes it easy to remove the buckle or swap styles. Core track belts ship one size to fit every waist from 24 to 44 inches with an XL belt that goes up to 54 inches. You adjust the size yourself using their easy guide. Core offers a full line of fashion belts, including the classic double stitched with full grain leather and smooth belts with no stitching, as well as gun belts for concealed carry. They also offer a stylish assortment of buckle faces made using solid stainless steel or high-grade zinc alloys. Core's men's belts carry a 30-day money-back guarantee and a full one-year warranty against all defects, unusual wear, or breakage. So you can feel confident when you shop and know that you're covered. But trust me, you're going to love it and want to get rid of all your other belts. Visit coreessentials.com to learn more and to get your own core track belt to see firsthand why it's the best belt you'll ever own. Seriously, once you go core track, You'll never go back. And we've got a special offer for our listeners. Save 10% off your order when you use code locked on at checkout. That's core with a K, coreessentials.com. Use the code locked on to save 10% off your order. And as, as fate would have it, I need to go belt shopping. I've had the belt that I'm currently wearing um, probably for about three years. So it's uh it's it's a little worn. It's it's time for an upgrade. So uh big thank you to coreessentials.com for sponsoring today's episode and make sure you check out what they have over there. David, before we wrap up, I, I want you to kind of pick out who you think is going to emerge as the the star offensive lineman. And I know that's kind of an odd term because we don't look at offensive linemen outside of somebody like Joe Thomas, who became such a legend in this game. But you know, who's going to be the offensive lineman that we're going to watch on the on game days? We're going to watch on the all 22 coaches film. We're going to see, you know, just absolutely dominating the game 
from whatever position they're in. I mean, do you go Jensen? Do you go Marpet? You know, who do you who do you look at as being the kind of the the glue and the leader that's going to hold this unit together and really take them to the level that they need to be in order for the Buccaneers to be a success. Uh, I'm looking for DeMar Dotson because no matter what happens uh, in, in the training camp, I mean, well, I, I guess we can't say no matter what happens, I guess barring Ali Marpet for some reason being moved back to the right side uh, of the offensive line, the Buccaneers are going to have a new right guard for the second year in a row. Um, and DeMar Dotson is going to be the, the only returning member of that right side. And I know it's only two guys. That's an important, you know, that's an important couple of players on, on your, on your football field. And, uh, you know, according to, according to pro football focus, DeMar Dotson was the highest rated or had, had the highest grade on the Buccaneers offensive line at with an 85 last year. So that's going to be huge. If he can do the same thing and really kind of carry the weight of whoever the guy is over there, whether it be Caleb Benenock or somebody else who, who emerges during camp, DeMar Dotson returning from his injury and, and being able to kind of elevate his game back to if he can is going to be huge. If he can't, for whatever reason, then I, then I think we're, we're looking at a, a pretty big weakness on the right-hand side. But if, if DeMar Dotson can come through for the Buccaneers and, and perform the way he did last year and perform the way we know he can, then he's definitely going to be able to, to kind of, uh, I, I guess, mask that that new addition to that side because you know defenses especially early on especially like those first three games those defenses are going to be keying in on that side of the line trying to you know try to twist and stunt and and blitz and delay blitz and all kinds of craziness to really test that side so if demar dots can hold strong ryan jensen can hold strong then that's going to allow uh whether in between them uh a little bit more room for error i guess because there's going to be errors um so that's who i'm looking at as kind of the the guy who's going to stand out when I when I look at the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, DeMar is almost kind of like the unsung hero at this point, which is kind of funny because he's been on the team forever. But, you know, with people excited about the addition of Jensen and and the emergence of Ali Marpet and, and focusing on Donovan Smith and hoping that he can improve and, you know, being down on J.R. Sweezy and Sweezy getting a lot of attention, albeit negative, but it was still attention. You know, DeMar kind of gets pushed to the back burner, but – you know, he's doing his job. Yeah, he's going out there week after week and doing his job. So I guess it's one of those things where when you go unnoticed, it might be almost better than when you're getting noticed because with, with offensive linemen, more often than not, when you get noticed, it's because of something a defensive player did that, you know, made you look like a fool. So, yeah, I, I like that pick and – yeah, you know, I would say yeah, it to me it would be a coin flip between uh between Dot and Allie. You know, with Allie moving back to guard, something he's more comfortable with and and his natural position, I think he's going to, you know, improve off of last season. Not that he played poorly at center, but it, it just it, at times it looked unnatural for him. And it was gonna take more than just the one season for him to really get comfortable, but yeah, you know, with the addition of Jensen, he doesn't have to worry about that. He can move back to guard and and go back to dominating the way that he did before. David, I think that's going to do it for us for for our uh, offensive line preview. Um, coming up on Friday's episode, what do you say we jump over to the other side of the trenches and start talking about that revamped and and reshifted and refocused defensive line? Does that sound good? Sounds amazing. 
All right. I know a lot of Bucks fans are excited about the defensive line. You're excited. I'm excited. Everybody's excited. Um, you know, Jason Pierre, Paul, Vinny Curry, Bo Allen, Mitch Unrein, all these new additions. Still got Gerald McCoy there. Lots and lots to talk about. And if you have any questions or, or concerns or thoughts about that defensive line, make sure you send them to us. Send them to uh, you know the the direct messages on Twitter. You can email us. David, what's the email again? It's uh, lockedonbuckspodcast at gmail.com. Is that right? Yes, sir. All right. So yeah, if you're uh, if you don't want to go into the DMs or or tweet it to us, you can email it lockedonbuckspodcast at gmail.com. Until then, you can find everything that we're doing over at bucksnation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at lockedonbucks, at jarco underscore bucks, and at bh82 underscore bucks. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks. Oh,